What's up, me Dwelle Podcast listeners? Episode 21 here. This is Stuart Anderson giving a short introduction before we move on where we talk to Brian Trapp from Vole, not Voler, Vole. We talk about that and get into the pronunciation and where the name comes from. Uh, Vole supplies all of the clothing for the Miduele team and has for years. We're grateful for them and their partnership. They really are partners, not just sponsors. So we talk with Brian about uh, his job at Vole, how he helps design the retail brands and how he helps create all the new colors, uh, all the new styles, and how we as a team kind of interact with that clothing company. Pretty fun conversation with him to get some inside details of how their company works and how they work with us. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. We just closed down the kit order for the summer of 2021. We're planning on June 10th. It's a Thursday, uh, Thursday night, and more details to come there, but that's going to be kit pickup if you want to plan now. Uh, Should be fun, team picture and all. I think I talk about it in the podcast, but um, anyway, huge order again. So thanks to everybody who uh, buys team clothes and, and outfits themselves looking like dwellers out on the road. So... All right. Good introduction and uh, on with the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, that's it. Okay, bye. Okay. All right. Welcome, everybody. Stuart here with Kristen. We are uh, hosting this next episode, Meet Dwelle Podcast. We are welcoming our good friend and guest, Brian Trapp. What's up, Brian? How's it going? Brian's joining us from uh, Vole headquarters, and he's not, it's late. Brian's like, Pulling the midnight oil here to stay at work, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, 7.30, 7.30 on the West Coast. So um, I want to give Brian just a quick introduction, and uh, then we'll kind of roll into what we're going to talk about with him. But So uh, Brian and I first met, I looked it up today, our first email, Brian, February 2019. Oh, my goodness. Has yeah. it only been? That's what I thought. Just over two years? So I thought it was 2018. It was the spring of 2019. Oh, my goodness. It feels like probably probably because I look at your pictures and your faces every day. <laughs> I, that's, that's surprising. There's been, you guys have contributed so much to the brand in that short amount of time. That's, I'm, I'm surprised. I know. So was I. So um, the team, Miduele has used Volet since 1986 when the when the company started so we both kind of got our start at the same time um and brian and his family live in san luis obispo in that's where vole headquarters are as well and uh just i'm going to give a quick background about vole some stuff that we love because everyone always asks like why don't we switch to dna why don't we use hyper threads why do we stay with a company out of california and for me, I asked those same questions when I kind of took over the team, but for one, customer service is above and beyond. So the way that Volet takes care of us is unmatched. Um, if you didn't know, because you're not involved, product innovation is the coolest thing, in my opinion, like the way every year Volet, they don't stay static. So everything always improves year to year. And then gear quality is incredible. So the durability of you guys that buy one pair of bibs per season and wear it for like 10,000 miles, like those bibs, they hold up and it's incredible and disgusting at the same time, but also incredible. And then my, one of my favorite things that Volet does is just their personal connection. I mean, the fact that they know us, they know who we are and they love our team. Um, I just, 
think the company itself is unlike any other company that I do business with. So uh, really grateful for our association with your company, Brian. First That's of all. Great. And then great Brian great. manages, I, hopefully I get this right, Brian. I, I put that Brian manages the look and the feel of the brand. He's an expert in telling the story of the brand and creating the, uh, the connection with the consumer, you know, with the company, whether it's through his marketing or advertising efforts, through our Zwift races, through social media, the website, email campaigns. Uh, Brian tells the story of cycling through Volet. And uh, I've seen him build the brand and also manage how they grow and interact with us. He's on the front lines of developing the brand. So um, kudos, Brian. Very good. The coolest thing about Brian, too, I follow him on social media, Strava, and I watch his family and <laughs> his personal life. And he is out doing the things that we love to do. Um, nothing better than seeing Brian rock a 5 a.m. Saturday start time. It's the best. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> I told him recently when we wrote our Zwift race that he is, uh, right, you passed the test. I mean, you're Dwelle if you want to be one. I mean, you're in. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that's it. Introduction to Brian. Obviously, Kristen is here. I am here. She is here. Yes. <laughs> to I'm, make sure Stu doesn't say anything too ridiculous. I'll say it. It doesn't matter. So I wanted to start, first of all, Brian, uh, this is the key to the whole podcast today. Is it? Voler or is it volet? However, you want to oh, say it. no. <laughs> people ask it all the time. I know. I did some serious it, research today. I thought it is it a French? I mean, in French, so, I mean, yeah, go our, yeah, our, and this is where I'm probably getting it all wrong, but <clears throat> I do know that our one of the founders of the companies, and I didn't look up his last name. Um before tonight and his name is Jacques um and and so volet is how you pronounce it volet it's a french word we've always been um an american uh, company we've always been usa made we started in san luis obispo and are just south in grover beach still in san luis obispo county but um but it's but it's a french name uh, for an american company and it's pronounced volet and it means to fly in french so that Olé. is the official. So Ole, you know, Ole, Ole, or Volet. So Volet. Okay. So uh, there's no Midulis. It's Miduele. Miduele. And there's no Voler. There's Volet. Voler, Volet. But, you know, probably half, probably about half people call it Voler. 40% call it Voler. <laughs> I've never heard Voler. Voler, you know. So like, anyway, volet. It just makes it fancy if it's volet. It's like when you call Target Target. Yeah. Some fancy <laughs> volet. French version, right. right? Yeah. Okay. Brian, tell us about uh, your life. What do you do? What do you do for the company, first of all? Uh, so my title is e-commerce and marketing director. Um, so I manage a team of um I manage the team here that heads up everything um, that encompasses marketing and e-commerce. And what that means is um, everything that you mentioned, it's from um, marketing the organization, uh, product development, um, design on the retail side. So Volet is broken up essentially not to get into the weeds, but broken up into two essential businesses. It's the custom side that all the Duellis are familiar with. 
Um, and then the retail side of the business, which is all the product that you can buy and anybody can buy in um, onesie twosies. Um, and so it's the retail side of the business is what um, I'm responsible for and what my team is responsible for. So, um, so it's, it's the retail side, it's social media, it's, we work with our sponsored teams and athletes as well. So connecting with whether it's Tibco or you and Kristen, Miduele um, or uh, Orange Seal, um, Jason McElvin and Hannah. So our team also helps manage that and stay connected to them, them connected to us. Um, so, yeah, that's. So not uh, many things then. Pardon me? So, so not very many things. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not doing a uh, whole for the Obviously. company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, we're a small company. Um, when it, yeah. Volet is, we're manufacturing, we're also a brand, uh, you know, and those are, um, we grew up as a manufacturer, uh, whereas the brand um, wasn't developed until 1999. Um, as far as something that was customer facing and where we're um, really um, trying to appeal to retail customers. So, and I think that's one of the not to start heading, heading in the wrong direction here, but that's one of the reasons why we, I think, have been able to make it for so many years in this space, in manufacturing, in California, in the U.S., is that we started out as a manufacturer and understanding how to do that and just stay alive for mm. you know, two decades or 25 years is, it, it drives our culture now. We're, we're, we're changing that culture a bit, not in this, efficiencies in manufacturing but um but that i think is one of the reasons why we're still around is that we are a very they have, we have a lot of experience in manufacturing and doing it well nice. that, well when you, when you look at the catalog of products available to our team from a custom standpoint there is in my opinion none that compares when it comes to what is available to a team beyond like a wind vest bib and jersey i mean if you look at the catalog that opens up to team members from undershirts to long sleeve thermals super jerseys hats booties i mean neck gaiters there is no one that even touches the amount of products that this team gets with you guys i mean it is in my opinion i i don't know what other <laughs> I don't know what Castelli's catalog looks like, but it's got to be close in my opinion. So anyway, right. I think. It's about. Okay. Brian, tell <laughs> us more about your family and what you did maybe before, like how you fell into vol like into volley. Are you, are you a cyclist? Are you just sort of an avid athlete? Um, was working in the cycling industry always like a goal? Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been cycling for years, um, for many years, not just four years. Uh, and I cycling since I was a young age. Athletics has always been a part of my life. Um, I'm married with three kids from 14, nine to nine to 14 years old. Um, my wife and I are, have just we've always been it's always been a part of our um, our marriage. It's been a part of our relationship. So it's, um, it's just been a part of our life, um, athletics and cycling as well. I was triathlete for a number of years, um, earlier on in the early two thousands. Uh, I also, I'm a runner. 
Um, and so swimmer, obviously running, swimming, cycling. Um, so now today I'm mountain biking, gravel, road, running, and then some swimming as well. So um, <clears throat> I've had a really strange career. Um, <clears throat> there is no way that I could have designed this path that has brought me to Volet. Um, I've, I've done a variety of things, uh, but it was about eight or so years ago that um, Aaron Barker, who's now one of our owners and vice president of sales and marketing also, he's, he's on the custom side of the business primarily. Um, he and I just started uh, just talking. We were, we were friends um, or acquaintances and, and we started uh, just talking business um, and just sharing ideas. And I would share ideas about, um, about, about branding primarily and, and what I saw in Belay. And, and then he and I, because I was doing my own business, I've, I've been, I've, I've owned and run my own business for the past 15 or more years. Um, so I've always taken a bit of a different route when it comes to career and just supporting my family. Um, but he and I started chatting. And so I started working with Belay on a contract basis. And my, my goal with working with Belay on a contract basis was to help Aaron bring the brand along as far as a consumer facing brand to help develop the brand. Um, and it, it was, I told him a number of times, if I, I'll do my job well as a consultant for you and for Belay, if I can work myself out of a job and you guys bring somebody on full time, that is the director of marketing, director of brand, and, and can take the business forward. Because I've got, I've got my own job, I've, I've got my own business, um, I'm happy with what I'm doing, but I, but I love what you guys are doing. I want to see you succeed, Aaron. I want to see Belay succeed. Um, and so we did that for about five years. I worked on a contract basis and, and it was, it was great. Um, we did a lot of, um, great projects together and, and the brand was moving forward. And then about three years ago, I think three and a half years ago, um, he called me up on a Monday morning and asked me if I wanted to come in full time and work at Valet as director of marketing. Um, and I just couldn't, could not pass I couldn't pass up on the opportunity to at least give it a try um, doing dual roles. And they were well fine with me doing a dual role of still running my own business um, and working at Volet full time. Uh, so I, I feel, I feel, and I, and I love what I do now. So I'm now in a, I'm a full time now and my other business has been reduced down in size and um, it still, it still runs on its own and it does its own thing. Um, but 95% of my time is, is now with Belay. Um, and I could not have, I feel fortunate. I love the industry that we're in. I love the creativity of what we do. Mm. Um, I, I just could not have, could not have designed where I've, um, I've been blessed to be at Belay and doing what I'm doing. Money. So, yeah. What about, uh, could you talk a little bit about the company? Just let everybody know the size, the is it a factory? I mean, like maybe kind of how it just looked. If, if people came to the shop, what it would look like? Yeah, sure. So we're uh, about to take about, oh, I don't know how big it is. There's three, three big buildings. So we're about 80 people total. Uh, 50 of those people are, it's a manufacturer. So we do all the cutting. When we bring raw fabrics in, we do all the cutting. We do all the sublimation, which is the printing process. We do all the sewing. So all the trims, the zippers, the reflective binding. All of that um, from cutting the fabric to sewing and the shipping is all, made, is all done right in-house 
um, at our factory in Grover Beach. So, you know, three, I don't know how many square feet the, the factory is, um, but, you know, the, the, we have a sewing floor of primary, you know, 20, 25 um, crafts, craftsmen and women that are sewing the product. So when you come here, it's, it's a, it's a, it's manufacturer, you know, it's, it's, and that's exciting. My family business was in manufacturing for, you know, for decades and decades. So when I stepped into the office and saw manufacturing at Valet, it felt like home to me with how I grew up where, you know, the offices are secondary to just getting the job done and getting great product out the door. Um, so, so it's a, yeah, so that's about 80 people and, um, 30 of those are executives or sales, um, salespeople on the customer side, Ashley and who you guys deal with. Um, and then my team over here on the retail side is customers, eight of us. There's shipping and warehousing, there's customer service. Uh, and then there's um, about three of us that have, have our hands on with crafting the brand and the retail side of the business. Dang. And then th does everybody live in San Luis Obispo? I mean, is everybody right? I mean, you guys are all right there, like a community. Yeah, for the most part, you know, spread out within a couple of neighboring cities, but we're all, yeah, we're all right in the area here. So we don't have, we don't have any workers that are distributed or working elsewhere. We all, you know, come in every day and, and uh, work. You know, I have it further on down the, um, our outline, but what happened last year to your company? with the, with uh, COVID and the pandemic? So like everybody else, right around May, March, um, we, we shut down for two months. Um, we, because of all of our, it was, there's a certain portion of our factory that lives and works in an area that's closer to Santa Barbara. Um, that was pretty hard hit. Um, but it was by California order that uh, we needed to shut down. So we shut down the factory completely. There was no, um, there was nothing going on. Uh, I, I was still able to come in. And I still needed to come in because we still had a website. We still were shipping orders. We were still taking orders on the website. We still had inventory in the warehouse for the retail side of the business. Um, so I was still, and, and one or two others, we were still trying to operate Valet and keep the brand alive. And it, was, it was the only source of revenue for the business for those two months. Um, while the rest of the company was shut down. So it was, it was an exciting time. I mean, you guys know that's when our Zwift series started, which was just absolutely fortunate. And so um, yet another blessing to have come and rise up, even though we didn't see um, the, obviously the pandemic coming. So, um, so it was, it was shut down. We we're a ghost town, but we did a, you know, we did a decent job of keeping the lights on and, and keeping product shipping out the door. And so everybody's back. Now, I mean, so everybody's back after that two month period. And, and I think everybody knows the cycling industry is, um, you know, it's been a, it's been great for business. Um, so where things didn't, you know, business didn't take a, a, a nosedive and, and, and um, we, you know, business has continued to grow significantly over the past year um, on the retail side, you know, the, the custom and, and events and shops, and that's been a bit more of a volatile ride, but, um, but on the retail side, it's just been, um, it's been incredible. So, yeah, a lot of great imagery and models that you use to make sure that <laughs> product. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. That was amazing. Honestly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
I think when I look at Volley's website, a lot of the stuff that was on there, and I don't want to give you all the credit because I don't, I don't actually know, but I would assume it's your team. I do think that um, <clears throat> whatever you're doing, and maybe we'll just ask like what, how it is that you go through the process of like the innovation process, like start to finish of creating new products, designing them, color choice. Um, I do feel like over the last like two years, you guys have made a huge shift from that sort of um, REI kind of brand where a guy's just going to walk in and he's going to buy it just because that's what's being sold there to really like a, a sleek, you're really trying to appeal to like the avid cyclist that, that wants good stuff, that wants to look good. You know what I mean? So I, I just wonder how, like, how does that process go and how involved are you in it? Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll talk more about you know, what you're, you know, the, the retail side of the business. Um, you know, the custom side is obviously the designs, the look of the custom side of the business is defined by the, each individual team. And, um, and that is its unique process. Um, and R and D is its own unique process. And we can talk about that for sure. We have, a, we have another team that, um, that's involved in that, that I'm, that I'm a, a part of as well but on, the, on the retail side. Um, well, I appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. It's something that we've worked really hard on as a team, which is we probably two or three years ago, we focused in on, um, understanding, uh, color, having a better understanding of how color plays out in seasonally plays out with customers. Um, and so we took a, we took a deep dive into us just getting a better understanding of that. I, I, I had very little experience in what, you know, how color played out in apparel, how in the fashion world, cycling, mm. um, just in general. So I think that's, it is probably, it is one of the more um, satisfying and uh, proud of the process. And so it's not so much, it's, you creating those colors on a, on a seasonal basis, but then creating the process by which you begin to identify how trends are beginning to flow into the, the cycling industry or the outdoor industry. Um, and one thing that we did, which I think has helped define us or hopefully set us apart on some level is, and in this, and this was driven, certainly driven in part by me because I, I did not want to look inside the industry for our inspiration, because that is one, you're just going to become neurotic and you're just going to, you're just going to be grabbing for what the next guy is doing. You're never going to be good because you're always going to be following the guys that are good. So how do you, how do you define your own look, but not looking like a copycat? Because we, I, we, you know, any brand is susceptible to doing that, you know, because they have their competitors and you're, you know, you see what they're doing and that, that kind of gets you fired up. And so one one major step that we made or, or one, one decision we made was we're not looking inside, we're looking outside of our industry and we're looking towards the outdoor industry. And I think that that bode well with the, the cycling growing in gravel, growing in adventure riding, growing um, in, and then the pandemic and so many more people, so many enthusiasts coming on board or just new to cycling came on. And what they, what are they exposed to? They're exposed to the outdoor industry already through whatever it might be, Lululemon or, Vori or on running or mountain hardware. So we began looking outside to help it influence us 
and our look and what we were doing. And I think that's made a and it's made a big difference. And we've made you know plenty of mistakes. It's just made a difference. I think it set us apart in a unique way, not always the right way. We make dumb decisions. Um, we just put those on sale and get them out. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I think that's that's one part of our business that I feel the most proud of is that process that we've created as a team in our color selection and being influenced by more than just our industry. That is so cool. It is awesome. I think it totally shows through too. You guys were, I feel like ahead of the camo craze. At least those camos. And then I felt like, I mean, I went into Lulu and it was like everything there was camo and Athleta was camo and all of a sudden, but I feel like you guys kind of hit it first. And I know our guys, every time I wore any camo bib, people just went bananas for it. And it was interesting to see that sort of play out in the trend for like that season and the year because I felt like it was totally on point and people went kind of bananas for it and yeah. they still do like they see it and they love it camo doesn't seem to die <laughs> I mean it's always good but no it's always good and the and and, and another piece is my the small team that we have we I think we've built up a level of trust because I was I was new to the business I came into this position of, of you know some of the leadership um, so Gaining, gaining our, gaining the trust of, and that we all trust each other, and we all have different ideas that we're bringing to the table. But we, because we trust each other, um, and we're, we're, we feel very free to share our opinions from color and everything else to product development. Um, I think that is that's really helped us um, just come up with some fun ideas. You know, go with those, go with those riskier ideas, and um, and. Uh, and, and, and some some have paid off and camos I think camo is one of them it really it did really well it yeah. blew me we were, we, that was only going to be a limited release item and then it just continued to sell and sell and sell and so we kept it on so awesome <laughs> um Brian one thing that I love about volley and you've said it a, a, a few times is you, you talk about stuff like uh you don't you don't refer to the people that work at your office as like a uh, staff uh, huh. you, you've yeah. called them a team uh you've called them uh you know you've talked about the culture of your company um <clears throat> talk about for a sec like when you guys gather what is the mission what's the purpose of like volley because uh, i feel like it's beyond like pumping out bibs yeah um huh. without sounding cheesy or canned <laughs> um i get and we all get a, a thrill. So we have, you know, athletes, you dwellers, we're, we're, we're all out there trying to um, realize this, this, this version of ourselves, athletically, personally, um, whatever that might be. So there's this personal achievement that we all feel um, and that we all have a desire to achieve. Um, and that's professional athletes like Red Bull athlete Payson. I mean, he has his own agenda. He has his own um, goals that he's setting for himself um, down to somebody who's getting on the bike for the first time. And they have their own personal achievements and they have their goals, whether that's just clearing their mind and getting outside and or it's or it's, um, you know, physical, it's, it's weight loss or whatever it might be. And then so there's there's that and there's the excitement of seeing people um, just chase after those goals and that's part of it. 
Um, there's this idea that we all want to belong to something, um, you know, beyond ourselves or part of the community. Um, that's powerful in cycling. That's powerful in teams that come together. And why do you join a team? It's because you're, you're enjoying something together and that fosters the sense of community that I think cycling is what, just one of the best, one of the best forms of, of fitness that fosters that community. There's nothing better than sitting side by side with somebody who's catching up for a half hour on life, kids, whatever it might be. Um, and then probably the third is um, connecting to connecting to the outdoors. So it's, it's, it's what these, what we're all doing on some level is it, it, being who, you know, getting outdoors and, 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 and personal achievement. It's, building a community, um, however you might want to do that. And then it's just sharing that love with the outdoors. And we're, we're fortunate enough, I'm in the business and we're in the business of, that happens to be through cycling apparel. Um, so it's through cycling apparel that we, if we can inspire our pro athletes down to our, just our casual consumer to um, do one of those three, three things or all of those three things, um, that's, what, that's what gets me excited. So I think that's what gets us all excited. So for years, I've worn like the thermal top. That's like, I wear that almost 80% of my life when I ride. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Ashley, the designer tells me that you've created the super thermal. How does one go about saying we need to create the super thermal? Who, who comes up? How is that an idea inside your company? It's brilliant, by the way. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying is like, how, how do you go from making a thing and then you guys are like, no, 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 no. We got a whole, do you go outside the industry? Do you have people researching? Is it like customer feedback? Uh, no. I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> it is all the above. Um, it's, it's from athletes whether it's our frontline athletes or professional athletes that are, you know, racing in the spring classics and they're saying, you know, listen, we need, we need an all weather Jersey, but we need it to be short sleeve and we need it to be hyper breathable. Um, you know, what, you know, you don't have that yet. It's a combination of a velocity Jersey and a wind vest, but I would like something that's, you know, just all in one, uh, short sleeve, uh, extreme weather kit. And for, so, so it's, and that's something that we're actually working on now that, you know, hopefully we'll see the light of day. It's been out there with our team Tipco. So it's influenced from, so they, they might come to us with ideas and needs. We really need this. It's, um, it's personal uh, desire or wants. We're out riding or mountain biking and, and realize we, you know, are riding with baggies and want pockets on the back of the baggies yeah. or um, on, on, on the liners. Um, so it's a combination of, um, input from customers, input, input from professionals, or just uh, mixing and mashing um, two pieces together and, and, and coming up with an idea. Um, so, and it's not, and it's, it's not as, you know, sexy as maybe some R&D might be um, at other organizations. I don't know. I've never worked for an organization that had R&D, um, <laughs> but uh, it's our, um, and so, and then we gather together and then it's a matter of fabrics, what fabrics are going to sort of sourcing the fabrics and trims and, and then seeing what through our manufacturing and our sewers and the talent that they have, what they can put together. Um, you know, we don't have, we don't have access to everything that, uh, 
might we might be able to use to put together a garment. So then it's then we you know or we might have a more talented crew that can put something together that's unique. So very cool. And and beyond that, um, if stuff doesn't work out, so uh, I'll just tell a quick process that happened last spring and may I don't know if Brian you even know this but the new velocity jersey that was custom made for the team um when some of the team members who I'm not going to fault them uh were very rough on this jersey shoving um larger items in the back pockets were tearing the pockets away from the jersey and um you know obviously when a jersey tears and it's a hundred dollar jersey guys are like obviously it's not my fault like it's the jersey's fault and so we had at least four or five who we said, okay, well, I, if, I know that one volley will fix them. So we'll just, you can mail them in and, and they'll sew them back up. But beyond that, um, we went down the process of designing a better reinforced back pocket with the product designer. So she sent me uh, five different Jersey types that each had like a different way to sew on the back pocket. Um, Mm -hmm. And like over the next two or three months, I hope that the feedback I gave kind of like created an idea in her mind of what a real life situation would create a better, more strengthened pocket. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was really cool to be part of a process where you're like, no, we're going to make it better. um, Mm -hmm. And this is how we're going to make it better. So Hopefully, uh, I hope guys aren't ripping pockets still. You know, Chip is shoving sleeping bags in the back of his jersey. So, (laughs) anyway, but it was really cool. It was really cool to be part of that process. And we still are. Yeah. Uh, Kristen and I still product test a lot of stuff that um, bibs and pads and uh, jerseys. So, anyway, very cool. It's a really cool part of your company. I love it. Yeah. That type of feedback and I was very aware of what was going on with your jerseys and um and then we noticed it maybe on one or two others um and so but that's that's you guys are on the front lines in a lot of ways you know wearing and and abusing our product so when it starts to fail or or not perform like you know like we I thought it was going to that's that's exactly what we need are people raising their hand and saying hey listen I think you know I think this might be able to be improved or at least need to fix this um And so that's great. We love, yeah. we, need, we need that. I love to get emails from Cami because I, I know that you guys are invested in the product. You're invested in what we actually need. And when she emails me about women's specific products, I love that because sometimes I think it gets overlooked in a sense. Mm-hmm. They probably don't buy as much. It's not mm-hmm. as big of a market, but mm-hmm. when she she emails me very, very specific things that she wants me to look at or, um, you know, let her know what is this like in real life. And I think it is, it, it says a lot to you and the way that you run the team over there huh. that it is, yeah. like Stu said, it's always changing. It's never just staying like, okay, well, here's your 10 products. This is just what we make. So pick between this. It's, yeah, we did have a pro Jersey. We've noticed these things. We're going to totally change it. And we're going to come out with a new pro Jersey. That's better than the one that you had before. And zippers. I, yeah. I get excited. I'm like, the sad thing is, is as a cyclist and like, 
she tells me, okay, we'll look for this, this, and this. And I'm just like, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to yeah. have a zipper on the back or I want to see all the new bells and whistles. And so I just think it's fun that we get to be a part of it and we get yeah. to see a little bit into your guys's culture, which I feel like matches up a lot with if you were to ask us what Miduele's mission statement is, you know, like what we see, I feel like it matches up with mm-hmm. the same values. Mm-hmm. Crushing people on a bike. <laughs> Cami does a great job with R&D and women's clothing, specifically women's clothing. Um, we've sponsored Team Tipco, one of the, the longest running women's professional cycling team um, for these 15, 16 years now. And I, I, I think they credit is due to Tibco and our CEO's um, relationship with Linda Jackson, who runs the Team Tibco team. Uh, that has, I think, had, I, I think it has to have had a, a big influence on, because women's cycling, it doesn't, it doesn't take up a, a very large percentage of our sales. Yeah. Um, we would love it to, and, and we, we worked towards that with product and, um, and having a variety, variety of sizes and, and colors and everything else on the retail side. Um, but it takes a lot of effort to work on those products when you know it's going to be a smaller, a significantly smaller portion of your revenue, but you still need to put just as much time and attention into making sure that it works just yeah. as well for um, women cyclists. And I, I, I'm grateful that, you know, Cami and, and our culture has always embraced that. I mean, there are a few items here and there that, that we just haven't, you know, you're working on a wind jacket, a black label thermal jacket that we yeah. just haven't had in our lineup. It's, yeah. it's, we don't sell very many of them to guys, but we're, we're, it's, you know, it, we're working on it for women now, you know, so that's, and it's, we're not going to sell very many of them. Um, but it's important. It's important to us that we, that we, uh, that we have, we, we have it for men and women. Awesome. It might, it just might take a little bit longer. So one thing about the brand, if I could take a step yeah, back, don't, I don't say this because the two of you are on the podcast, I'm talking to you two, but also two years ago when things started changing was the, is our, the photography in the brand. And that is, yes, it was you two. And, but your influence and Laura's influence in her photography, that has made a major impact on driving us to not only have great photography and release great photos along with our product from season to season but it's also raised the bar for us on on and and it's it's on some level it's even it's even inspired us with the product that we have knowing that wait a second this is this looks fantastic it looks great on Stu. it looks great on Kristen. laura <laughs> does an amazing job with the photography um and that that cannot go understated about how that has influenced the culture how it's influenced me how it's influenced our team over the past couple of years as well so um that's been it's been um we're incredibly grateful well as laura as soon as laura stops editing out my gut people will know (laughs) whatever we know laura doesn't edit because (laughs) you get things like the bike guitar picture and on the the web so laura sends all things yeah. like a gold chain part. until i until i realized the gold chain wasn't a joke and then i felt that <laughs> that's actually real that's real, that is real. <laughs> don't feel bad don't feel bad <laughs> um so what do you what would you say your 
your big goals for Volet are now that you're full-time and moving forward with the brand, like what, what do you guys see in your future and what are your, your goals come moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, it is, we do see a lot of growth on the, on the brand, on the retail side of the business. Um, so my goal is to continue to, we're, we're still, well, we're never going, we're never going to settle. So we're, we're still trying to define our voice in a lot of ways. I, I, I think it's been a great two or three years. Um, I'm always a little bit paranoid. I think that's a little bit of paranoia is good to never, never resting on what you did last year. Um, every season is new. Um, the industry is changing. Uh, the perception of your brand continues to morph. Um, so, and I think that's, it's exciting. It's also um, the work never stops as far as defining that brand. But I still, I still think we are, and we, and not to say that we've done an amazing job leading up to this. This is, but I do feel, and we've talked about this internally, where we're, we're stepping into a, a new chapter or a new part, a part two of, of Volet uh, on some level. We have some exciting things happening this year that I think are going to may have a major impact on the brand. Um, and so continuing to define Volet as its own unique interesting, fun brand, um, sure. to, to, to be able to do that in a unique way. Um, that still is true to who we are as an American made manufacturer. And, and, you know, we don't talk about price and value very often. I just don't think that's a very effective way to go about marketing, but we're, we're, you know, the pricing our prices, you know, when you, you can compare it around are, are very good. And that's part of what we want to do too, is maintain that, um, it's an approachable brand. So, and, and innovation, continuing to innovate um, as, much as, as much as we have and, and have that certainly be a, a part of our culture, maybe even more so about telling the, the innovation of, of who we are and what we're doing on a product level. Awesome. We're excited to watch. Yeah. We're your biggest cheerleaders, dude. That's true. Oh, thank you. Dwellers, um, man. They live and die. I t- I've told you many times. There's nothing more sacred to a cyclist than a fresh pair of bibs. It's true. <laughs> fresh pair of diapers. <laughs> fresh pair of diapers. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I think there's a good there's a good place to stop to kind of wrap up. But um, Brian, anything else that you wanted to add or say before we kind of wrap up? Uh, you know, I think what comes to mind for me is how much I appreciate the support from the Dwellies, the support from the Dwellies, just the history of 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 the, of the, of the team. Um, but, uh, how much your guys and gals have embraced, um, the custom side, have embraced our brand, talk about our brand, just seem to share a genuine enthusiasm for what we're doing. And there's nothing better as a product designer, as a, as a, as a business person to see people that are loosely connected to who you are and very, and very well connected. Um, just genuinely enthusiastic about what you spent so much time, months and months of planning, putting together, you, you barf it out into the world and to see people excited about it. And uh, there's just nothing better. So every time they do it is, uh, is really just, uh, it's, I'm so grateful for it. And, and um, just want to say that the team is a standout. You and Kristen are a standout. Chip is a standout and all the guys. And it's, it's felt and we all feel it. 
um, here. So it really drives us. It, it drives our um, excitement. Um, and, you know, coming in, although I think we're in an exciting business, it, it still is um, fun to see. So can't thank you guys enough. Well, we love Olay. Your guys' passion. I mean, we feel that enthusiasm. It's so fun to connect and and just to share, like kit release days, like, it's like Christmas. It's like the best <laughs> thing ever to release the kit store to the team. And we appreciate all the people that touch the stuff that we wear and I mean, it is who we are in, in reality, like guys and gals love looking the way we look and that's all on you guys. So thank you. Well, I really appreciate the, I really appreciate the compliments and feedback. Thanks well for done. That. Thanks. That was fun. Okay. Thanks for letting me chat with the team and you guys. Hey, man. See okay. ya. Bye. Yeah. Bye.